0: tailgater sports
1: that's right everybody you heard it it is another episode of tail Gator sports however you found this podcast why you're listening i'm just glad you are along for the ride also along for the ride are my
0: two co-hosts my buddies my pals the first guy his name is randy it's hard to talk especially after such an intense few days of football right so much which, action which i have something to say about that
1: so let's bring in the third guy before we get too far along in the conversation his name is tyler what are you doing tyler
2: The only benefit about my team not being in the playoffs is that I can watch these games stress free. And I'm not going to lie. It's a little nice. Right. It's a little nice to do that. So we spent the majority
1: of last podcast pumping up three games Saturday, three games Sunday, all capped off with the national championship game Monday night. Bam, Ohio State, super wild card weekend, super pumped. We were through the roof. Football, football, football all weekend, three days. To be honest, I feel a little let down. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I, I feel a little <laughs> let down. Okay, like there were some good games. Don't get me wrong. Bills, Colts. Obviously, I'm emotionally invested. It was an yeah. overall good game. The Colts probably should have won that game. Bills pulled something out of their ass. You win, you find ways to win when you're a good team. Yeah. Bears Saints. I mean, outside of it being game, on Nickelodeon, which we're going to talk about, outside of it being on Nickelodeon, I probably wouldn't have cared too much about. But to, uh, that but, uh, game, okay, that but, game
0: was awful. But that's like the but that's Bears why, why it was on Nickelodeon. That right. was the worst game. I mean, come on. That game was boring on paper and boring in, right. in actuality. And then you got
1: you had a decent game to, on the Saturday night cap. Washington football team, Buccaneers, Yeah, Heineken, That game
2: was awesome.
1: People coming out of that game not realizing Heineken is not Heineken. I thought it was yeah. Heineken when we first started with that game started. <laughs> we'll get to that game a little bit later. But then Sunday happened. Oh, that's right. Well, before we get into the Sunday games, we had the Rams and the Seahawks. Another underwhelming another game. Another qu- weird game because you had Jared Goff, the backup, in air quotes. He came in as a reliever and yeah. won a really lackluster game. Yeah. Okay, another one which we thought could have been pretty explosive, but nothing happened. And then you got Sunday's game, morning game, decent game, Ravens, Colts, a little spicy, Marcus Peters. It picante. Yeah, he got a little He got a little face. but okay. Spicy. Warranted, stomped on a logo. That's always fun. And then you have the middle game, which we kind of already talked about. The Nickelodeon game. The Nickelodeon ball, <laughs> Yeah, which is outside of Nickelodeon. Some Slime Zone stuff. Probably not too happy for. And then yeah. it's all capped off with another
0: dud now, I will argue this point because you call it a dud. I call it sweet, sweet, sweet victory. I, I thought it was of, amazing. That was not play, a dud. To kind of play on the Nick theme, that was probably one of the most satisfying games I've seen in a very long time. Well, okay, I guess. But my
1: thing is, what I guess I'm trying to get to is... You want something competitive. I want competitive. And then we got a blowout to end the weekend on Sunday. And then we yeah. got a massive blowout to end the overall football extravaganza that we were pumping up mm-hmm. all weekend with Alabama just blowing the doors off of Ohio State. I mean, we kind of knew that was coming, though. True. I guess I guess I was hoping for something, and I guess I just had a little bit more of a sour taste in my mouth from what transpired on Sunday. Like I was like, "Ah, Nickelodeon Bowl. Dang, not really competitive, not really entertaining." But at least there was some slime. And then the Sunday night game wasn't even close from the very start. I just felt a little like, "Ah,
0: I don't know, man. This could have Uh,
1: been so much better. There's something.
0: There's something about like when just out of the. I can't. Maybe it's the Bears or just the 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 Mercedes-Benz Superdome. When I see games play going down there, it just it looks boring. Right. I don't know why. You know what it is? Lack of sunlight. I think you need sunlight. It does seem like a dark stadium, doesn't it? Just, it's it just like you need sunlight. You need natural light to give it that nice little fresh feel. But there's no sunlight because it's a dome. And so it just looks. It just. It look, I don't know. It looks weird. Is that the power outage in the Super
2: Bowl? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, it's a dark stadium. It's got a dark presence. Fun fact: that stadium was built on top of a cemetery. Oh my so God! It's probably. hot Shut up! That's you're, one a, about, you're one of those annoying
0: people <laughs> who's like, you know, this is built on top of an ancient Indian cemetery. Hey, uh, I'm just saying, New Orleans
2: weird stuff happens in New, New Orleans. Sorry, I'm just good saying.
0: example. Good example of of why not to play in a dome. Uh, one of the most boring teams to watch in all of college football. Uh, Syracuse, they play in the Dome. That place looks like an actual a penitentiary. Weirdly, yeah, I've never been there, obviously. You know, I've, I've never, never understood Dome, dude. It looks dude.
1: weird, too. Syracuse is Dome, and then they play exactly. basketball in the Dome. Yeah. They
0: have the grandstand set up. It's a weird place for sports. I've never understood the purpose of a Dome that can't retract from being a Dome. You know what I mean? You're like, you like know what's be- You always hear about this. You know what's better than a Mercedes-Benz? A Mercedes-Benz
2: convertible. convertible. Exactly, yeah. So it's
0: like, okay, uh, I want to have the top up when it's snowing and when it's cold, but when the sun's out, hey, you know what? Maybe I want to feel the wind in my hair and feel some sunlight. I don't get it. The Mer- The Mercedes-Benz Superdome just seems like a boring place to play. Uh the-, the Saints without a full crowd just doesn't feel like the Saints. And then the Bears are always just awful to watch because either it's Matt Nagy's Play calling or... I mean, I know he doesn't call it, I, don't even, I don't even know he plays. He calls the plays. I don't follow Bears football, so don't get mad at me. Or just how awful Trubisky is to watch play. Everything about the Bears is just boring all and all. Right.
1: So before we get into the blowouts, then, since we're here, since so we get into some of the shot and fraud, you know, you guys want to throw some dirt on the graves of the Steelers. I know mean, yeah. you're waiting. You're, you're licking your chops. Since we're talking Superdome and the Bears and Saints... Nickelodeon how what
0: did you guys think okay I'll admit I was really into it first and now please don't take this the wrong way everyone it's not because okay. I'm not even gonna actually get into the conversation because it'd be like Randy hates women. No, oh no. <laughs> it's not. It's not the like. It's not the like. I'm like okay, yo. Like because Lo- Doris Burke is 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 the homie. She's the homegirl. I love it when she does play by stuff. Aaron Andrews, fantastic commentary when she commentates. But I just felt like because they were trying to cater to, to children a whole lot, it, it eventually crossed into the plan- the uh, the uh, the, uh, the sort of field of, of cringe. Well, yeah, okay, which I'm understandable. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be one of those guys who stands on top of a soapbox and be like, yo, what are they doing with SpongeBob? That's weird. Like, I feel like Tyler would be one of those guys. But it's like, hey, dude, this stuff is catered towards
1: kids. Well, well while you're saying that, Tyler's been one of the guys on Twitter popping off saying he will regularly watch Nickelodeon yeah. if they broadcast. So, Tyler, how did you how do you feel? Take him back because I'm not going to lie. We were popping off on our group message, yeah. our chat. This is fun. This is sick. This is it dope. Is. And it teetered off. But Tyler, yeah. I feel like is the only one between us two or us three, at least on this podcast that hasn't really teetered off much on his Nickelodeon, his dope take.
2: I I have said a good chunk about it on Twitter. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great way of saving the most boring game of the weekend. I agree. And like, like Randy said, it's because the Bears are awful. And to be perfectly honest... I was watching the CBS broadcast of it for about the first three minutes till I could find a Nickelodeon stream, and once I found it, I was pretty entertained throughout the game. If I wasn't able to find it and I would have been stuck watching CBS, I would have fell asleep halfway through the game. Well, that's that game why that's awful. why they put Romo on the call because Romo's the
0: most entertaining,
2: like the most energetic True. guy.
0: I would, I would, I would sincerely watch my games, not to be a pander like Tyler, but I would sincerely watch my games on Nick. If Tony Roma was on the call for Nickelodeon. My thing was, I
1: had a lot of fun with it. The Slime Zone was interesting. The, yeah. the kid broadcasters were... They're kids. Yeah, they're kids. You know, you know the, the chick, I forget her name. I was trying to find it, but whatever. She was just kind of throwing out fun facts. That was kind of her job up in the booth. Yeah. The, the guy on the, the kid on the floor, Lex, I think his name or something. Yeah. He kind of stumbled through some interviews. Oh and yeah, he he. But you can tell he, he gave the yeah. Nick MVP award, the Nick Valuable Player award, Nickelodeon whatever it was that he uh-huh. won to to Michael Trubuski. Oh. so so overall, like the game was just the game was saved by just the the oddities and the parodies between this broadcast yeah. the slime zone. They had uh
0: they had the uh, the girl who was in the booth with uh, was it was it Nate Burleson yeah Nate Brillson yeah, he Nate was great Burleson. he was pretty I love Nate Brilson Nate Broson's he, awesome his, he's fantastic his stuff he
1: does on the date like the the game day stuff and on yeah. the NFL network Fun. good morning uh, good morning football
0: good stuff absolutely and I think the other guy was Noah Eagle which yeah.
1: uh, I Eagle's kid yeah
0: yeah so also pretty good pretty good tandem I I enjoyed yeah. the the dynamic that being said, I, I side note, I did say on the, the group chat, uh, I think Gus Johnson would be the perfect person for Nickelodeon because of his like just the way just he screaming, is screaming, just yeah. screaming. And I don't know, somehow making some like like he make like a SpongeBob reference of Plankton with the Krabby Patty yeah. r- secret formula or something. So
1: so off top of your head, I know I didn't I should have had you guys kind of take note. How many different Nickelodeon references did you catch? I first t- Nate Burleson was the one who was doing the best at it because two he was really in, trying to bring it in. Two minutes in, we got a Chip Skylark reference, which yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm okay. In.
0: Okay, but like they, they finished way too early, and by that I mean like they really flew through them at first, and then it was like, yo, okay, we we they're trying not to be repetitive, they're trying to keep professional, but in the middle of being professional, they remember like, oh, wait, we're on Nick, but with like the girl commentator. Number one, she wasn't even really talking that much about like nick references.
1: No. It she was wasn't. it was literally like okay, they just reference the player. Yeah. Here's a fun fact about him.
0: And then but but like kind of stepping back to what I was about to say was they had her call a play like late in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, it was And rough. that was, it was that rough. was rough dude. because she's like, um, the players are, uh, they're, they're, they're on the court. Uh, I mean, uh, it's a field <laughs> yeah. and then, and then would be like five seconds and they would be like, you know, like they're, they're getting ready to do this thing. They're like, they're trying not to be condescending because they know that how bad of a look it'd be. If these two grown men are condescending to her on Nick, on the football game. But the thing was though she wasn't even really talking. I feel like she wasn't talking. And then they, every time there was a freaking penalty, I was cursed. Uh, young Sheldon would pop up and he'd be like holding is one blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, man, that's like that. Like that's when I was getting a little fatigued out. I was like, all right, bro. I enjoyed maybe the slime for a touchdown. Uh, maybe, you know, one time explaining the penalty, but if your kid wasn't already watching in the fourth quarter, I promise you, he's not watching right now. You don't have to run the same young Sheldon's ad right. or video of him talking about what holding is six goddamn times. Like, we get it the first time. I don't know. It sounds like I didn't, It sounds like we didn't enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it, but it was just after a while. I watched it was, the entire game. Yeah, the me entire too. Game on after a while, I realized, okay, this is why me as a grown man don't <laughs> spend my time watching right. Nickelodeon stuff
2: speaking of uh, almost cursing shame on the Bears for letting an f-bomb go out on Nickelodeon it, oh yeah was unfortunate. Well, <laughs> it was well, actually hilarious what was so it funny was, ironically was
0: hilarious what was so funny was I understand uh, like Tyler said we understand why it was the NFL chose this game to be on Nick because it was the most boring game of the weekend right. but the one thing I couldn't help think of was yo did we forget the first time these dudes met? The snatch my yeah. chain punch. Yeah, if something like that again goes down, with on Nick, what's or, gonna happen? Or you
1: think about it, dude? Because like they were doing this, like explain the rules as it happens kind of thing, like with the young shell and stuff, or yeah. explaining what a penalty. They talk, they talked about laundry, or or uh, first down is like taking your homework, and then the red zone's the test, whatever, right? You know, it, it's corny, I know. Yeah. It's for Randy, kids. Relax, it's relax, for kids. okay, it's for kids. But I had that same kind of thought, like in the way. Dude, what if they what if we had the Brown Steelers game here and it's a it's a blowout and they're trying to explain there was what, 14 points in the oh, first yeah. in the first five minutes? Yeah. And you gotta explain why like how that's a crazy. Or what if they have Titans, Ravens, they're in each other's face. Okay, yeah, let's explain why Marcus (laughs) Peters is a giant
0: a-hole and stomping on it because they got in a fight in week 15 (laughs) or something. Like, they could have been so much crazier, but... Like, the segue you have going from one of those cliche like, teamwork makes the dream (laughs) work commercials. (laughs) Well, this... Into having to explain why it was the Ravens and Titans didn't shake hands at the end of the game. I just thought about, they picked the right game to try to save the game, I guess, in a lot of ways, but they also picked the right game because that was, like, the least um, that could go wrong. A A part of me really wanted things to go wrong, like if you really look at the season as a whole and you pick out some of the highlights, like for instance Giants-Rams, when uh, Golden Tate tried to punch Jalen Ramsey because of some sleeping with someone or oh, something like that. Yeah, or Earl Thomas losing all of his jobs because his dude's like naked chasing some... like Ma Adams uh, flipping off
1: the sidelines. Yeah, flipping off the
0: sidelines. All of these things could have somehow some way in some far away distant dimension could have all intertwined in some Nickelodeon game. it was still a football game.
1: game. Yeah, absolutely. It was still a football game because, going on the field.
0: Because if you continue this if you continue this trend and these teams continue to play, eventually you're going to encounter Something's one of these things.
1: Happen. Yeah, and Nate Burleson even kind of said it. He's like, yeah, you know, these guys, because they got it in the, each other's faces. I think they kind of cut away from somebody yeah. getting an uh, unsportsmanlike at one point, didn't really talk yeah, about, did it. about that. Because there
2: was an actual fight for a second, and one of the guys got ejected. One of the Bears guys, uh, again got ejected and Nickelodeon just didn't even show it. But the one thing I was worried about is like, dude, what if Nickelodeon's covering this game and some dude breaks their leg and it's pointing the wrong direction? Oh, yeah. Like Dak that. Prescott? I out. Yeah. Right. Like what if Nickelodeon was doing that game and like, oh, Dak Prescott and gets up from the tackle. Oh, my dear God. Like, dude, and what I was tripping out, out on, backwards. what I was
0: tripping out on, I mean, we're in radio. We understand that things run on a delay for precautionary reasons to avoid instances in which like, yo, we can't show this stuff. But on my YouTube TV, the CBS broadcast was delayed. The Nick stream was live. Like play by play, live live. And I'm like, yo, you guys don't think maybe putting this thing on yeah. a delay we, might help? You
1: raise a good point though. Like this is obviously gonna keep going because it was it was the trending on Twitter. The Nick VP thing planned yeah. out perfectly just because it went so wrong and like a losing QB yeah. won and won by a lot. So then it kind of got like a you know a cult win push a cult following to push him into the victory or whatever. Yeah. So like it worked. So this is going to happen. It would not surprise me if it, it happens like during the regular season next year, not versus a playoff game, which is right. that, that was kind of my big question. Like, why are you doing this on a playoffs? But whatever. Um, but man, dude, did it feel nice to go back to Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels at the end of the night? I felt so nice to, just transition. I switched over right after the game. Mm-hmm. And then who's who's on Who's on is like uh, Tony Dungy on the football night in America leading oh, into yeah. this in that game. And I'm like, oh,
0: this some, is nice. some thoughtful like a, analysis, like, man. Like, so funny when you're a kid, you watch these adult programs. You're like, how could you ever watch this now as an adult? I'm like, yo, yeah, man, I can't. I Thank you. Yeah. It's like, like, Michael's man, You're talking court.
1: about like, you made like, dude, like they didn't even mention Taysom Hill and like everything that surrounds him yeah. in the game. And it's like, man, there was so much analysis that you just miss. Just because somebody's well, I feel like fitting we, in an ice cream fun fact around another probably, player.
0: We probably missed it because it was probably talked about on the CBS broadcast. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch an entire three, four hours of a game right. with Nickelodeon in your face and, you know, and s- slime zones and swirly swirls around exactly. tackles and stuff. And then I switch back for the night game and I'm like, oh, that's right. This is what football yeah. is. But- Angry, just loud. And Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth right. ripping the Steelers <laughs> apart. Which brings us to this point, guys, because I know you've been waiting patiently. We just spent a good amount of time on the most boring game of the weekend just because it was on Nickelodeon, which way we're not trying to take that away from Nickelodeon. But let me give you your guys your due because I know you wanted to dance on some graves. All right, guys. So here you go. Baker Mayfield and the Browns not only eliminate the Steelers, but they smack them. They destroyed them. I think yeah. what uh, ben, Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger threw, what, three interceptions in the first half? Um, okay, go ahead. Take your moment. Let's go. Let's see. What do you got, Randy?
0: Okay, so I enjoyed this for a plethora of reasons. Number one, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster probably oh. has become the most hated thing out of Pittsburgh. He has superseded now Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell because, I mean, until next year, everyone's going to view this game, really, if you're a troller, you are going to view this as this is the game that Antonio Brown jinxed for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers because the amount of bad luck that Big Ben had that that night is insane. What was it, like four picks? And two of them came off of like tip passes. Yeah, like,
1: two tip passes over the middle.
0: Yeah, and the, the other two were just really bad throws. Nothing was clicking. Nothing was working. And you could tell the Browns are really enjoying it, like running up the score. I mean, they almost kind of, I, I mean, I know someone you can argue, but I feel like they almost blew it towards the end there. But once they got that sort of like safety touchdown, that's when I felt good. And then you had Big Ben crying because it was probably Pouncey's last game and it might have been his last game too in Pittsburgh. But I mean, you, you got to push aside the raw emotion, the feeling bad for people no matter what, because when you see tears, you can't help but feel a little bit bad for some people and just think to yourself, you know what? I'm enjoying this because Pittsburgh Steelers fans and how cocky they were yeah. when they were
1: 11-0 in the beginning of the year. Oh, you mentioned 11-0. I know Tyler has a take about them being an 11-0.
2: The overrated sons of bitches! Oh my <laughs> god! Like I mean, I I said it back after they lost to Washington. I said they're gonna finish thirteen and three. And they won't make it past the second round. I actually meant first, but I guess I somehow typed second. Anyway, oh, right. yeah, the point course, is, yeah, like, course, yeah. well, no, no, the point is, I was one game off. They ended up twelve and four instead of thirteen and three. So even I gave. I thought you meant type. On
0: okay, anyway, right? Yeah. sometimes I mess up when credit. I type the word one and you know the word seven. <laughs>
2: Just the letters and stuff get mixed <laughs> Shut up. up. Anyways, anyways, so it's. I I was fine with it. I like how the Browns are they're not just an underdog anymore. They're slowly becoming like the rebels of the NFL. And I'm, I love it. Um, they just, it was 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Like how many of us saw that happening? Nobody saw that happening. It was amazing. I loved every second of it juju you dumb bitch stop tiktok dancing because everybody hates you it's like and chase playpool is, also too like the whole
0: receiver the whole receiving core for the steelers all of a sudden all of a sudden
1: man it's like they were the the like wide receiver place you had like yeah. the, the class of the wide receivers in the nfl you know and then you had like the just guys that carried themselves and right. now you got like this little squad of kids man that TikTok dances, can't be quiet, Chase Claypool tweeting left and right. I I feel like it all started... Remember when Antonio Brown went live on Instagram after that one win in the locker room? Yeah. And oh, he got, right before
2: they played New England. He got oh, Tomlin yeah, in yeah.
1: trouble because Tomlin was in the background. I feel like ever since then, man, the Steelers have had this, like, them versus social media problem. Well, the problem with the and Steelers... And Tomlin's got to be so tired of it.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. I think Tomlin's part of the problem because Tomlin is a player's guy. Like, you, you hear that a lot about how he's, like, he's... He's the guy. He's your right. guy, you know? I mean,
1: he's dealt with a lot of personalities, man. Like he's he navigated his way through some but this, crazy but crazy players.
0: But this is also one of the issues especially when it comes to Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is notorious for having their coaches be there and stay there. They're grandfathered yeah. in and they just they sit there for nearly decades, you know? The the management's a family-run co- it's a family-run team. You got these coaches here before him was what? Who it was a uh, Coward was was there for a minute. Before him, it was
2: Chuck Knox. And they've had like
0: what? I think they've only had four coaches. Yeah. Because Because when these coaches come, they sit and the team decides to be patient to let these guys figure it all out. But with with Tomlin, it's like it's kind of reaching the end of its course because the team is running rampant. And the way he presents himself during press conferences, you would think he runs a tight ship. But these fools are running their mouths. Yeah. Like, what are y'all doing, dude? Yeah. Especially- uh, Juju, there was a video of Juju
1: dancing middle of a loss. The loss. I forget the score. I think it was in the third quarter. He's literally on the field and he's looking over and he does his little TikTok shimmy as he gets set for the play. And he, they're down like 13, 14 points in the third quarter at this point. I'm like, yeah, man, they're- like
0: dude. They're insane. I,
2: I hate Juju. That dude is such a prick. Now I hate that guy. Dude, He's
0: free agent. But, but oh it's just, would you take him God. on your team? Free agent? Would well, you take him on? Well, his, no, on your team? Because since, no, because ever since you know, even even aside from the whole presentation standpoint, production wise, he hasn't been that productive. He hasn't. He didn't even have. No. I think the last game he this this game that loss he had one hundred and thirty four yards, but that's only because Big Ben threw the rock like seventy times. And he broke a record. Yeah, listen to this stat line. 47 of 68, 501 yards, four TDs.
1: Yeah, he broke. 68 throws. He
0: broke an NFL record that night. I forgot what the record was, to be honest. But but I know he broke a record. But prior to that, ever since AB left, yeah, well, like, he, he, he hasn't to the been as productive. Now. He's no longer on the outside because that's Chase Claypool's spot. But um, but yeah, no, you you got because well, Juju can't. Juju isn't built to be a main guy. Yeah. He's a complementary piece, and so when he's put in the main guy spot, spot, he just can't do it. He's not that dude. You know what I mean? Like he he is essentially what you will. He's a um, he's a he's a Scotty Pippen. You know where it's like he's good, I guess. But he's you know, but he's not supposed to be the guy. He's never meant to be the guy. So yeah, man, it'll the whole, be the whole mess there at Pittsburgh. Plus, they got no running game.
2: Yeah. No running game like, at all. all, dude. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the offense because there's talk that they might blow it all up like you said they have no running game the receivers i think claypool can be really good but he drops a lot of easy passes and just like last year as soon as ab left juju became the number one guy and he hasn't done a whole lot and the but the main problem is one reason why they're thinking they might get rid of ben if they keep ben on the roster i looked this up yesterday he is a $41 million hit to the cap oh if they keep him. God. Yeah. That is about five or six players that you could fill with that $41 million that you're using on one person. Oh so it'll God. be really interesting to see what they do. And then there's talk that they might, that there's a small possibility they might let go of Tomlin. I think that's a stretch. But, I mean, yeah, we'll I see. We're going to be looking at a new year.
1: team. Well, a lot of people are saying they give the Steelers as a unit one more year, but it's Brent. like, yeah, like Tyler said, you have way too much money tied yeah, up in no Ben way. Roethlisberger. Like, this isn't and he's 2010. Got, what are he's we doing? got
0: no backup because
2: what's his name? Mason Rudolph cannot play.
0: Mason Rudolph sucks. is only good at one thing that's getting into fights, and then Duck Hodges is too busy trying to hunt ducks, literally. But, I mean, if you really look at, like, the offense as a whole, again, no run game. That means they've got to either sign someone or draft the running back but Pouncey's probably on his way out. I think one of the other um, line is... Pouncey
1: and Roethlisberger have said that they're a package deal, too, that they're both yeah. going to retire at the same time, which... <laughs> That's kind of you lose your veteran center, your Pro Bowl center, and did you, your, your, did you your guys stay see, at home. Did you QD. see that
0: audio of Big Ben like apologizing? Yeah. Like it looks like I don't know how you yeah, the I don't know reaching how the end you think, of
1: that. I don't know how you think they could come back after that. Like because just sitting on the sideline crying together. Like, yeah,
0: because Big Ben realizes he's that forty one million dollar cap hit. Yeah, and it's like I don't think it's gonna happen. It's at
1: the point where it's like, hey man, gracefully like bow out, or we're we gonna have to like cut you.
0: Yeah, because he can't stand on he can't stand there and be like I deserved another chance. You just threw four picks. And And they lost the game. How do you hike the ball
1: over six foot tree Ben Roethlisberger to start the game there? Like, yeah, like I know you probably like, they might have lost the game already because obviously the Browns were on another level. They were locked in and on a mission ish went south real quick. But how do you over hike hike the ball over the head of six foot four Ben Roethlisberger? I know.
2: And let it happen on the first play of the game where you're (laughs) at your own 20 and it goes into the end zone.
1: And then James Conner and Ben Rosberger do like the hot potato and neither one of them dives on the ball.
0: Exactly. Like, come on. So if we break it down again, Pouncey might be on his way out, which means if he's gone, Big Ben's gone. Big Ben's probably on his way out because he's worth like a gajillion dollars. I think one other lineman's finishing up his stuff too. his his contract. Juju's a free agent uh probably the most hated person in Pittsburgh and the NFL uh Benny Snell can't run through a run through an open gap god remember Benny Snell was the hot commodity for a couple weeks of fantasy football Brent, Benny Snell was the was the hot commodity in Memphis because he had like a monster game and then he became like a meme because he had that thing where he was looking at the camera and he and he walked away i don't know it's really stupid but then also James Conner Pittsburgh college dude University of Pittsburgh dude they feel like yeah they can't cut him because it's like, yo, man, he had cancer. I feel bad if we cut him. So it's like, okay, do we keep him? Do we not keep him? So the whole thing as a whole is a mess, which I love. It's a bubble that's going to pop eventually. And I find it insane and also hilarious that they won the division because it, they look terrible. They look like a six seed.
1: Yeah. That's the one division pick that I'm upset about the most because I picked the Browns to win, and I was like, oh, that's going to be it, and that's going to yeah. be like my statement pick. Dude, yeah. I almost, dude, almost, I almost swept.
0: I almost swept for the entire league. And the Steelers were the one that just kind of messed it all up.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys are done dancing on the grave, let's talk about my bills for a couple of minutes. All right. Before we get into this divisional round. Oh,
0: wow. Look I, at you.
1: <laughs> no, dude. Like I mentioned in the opening, it was a game they should not have won. They were like the Colts had the ball for like nine more minutes. They yeah. didn't force a turnover. They, the Bills converted to their downs. I know. They had but, a rough first half. But the but the pivotal play, very last two minutes of the, of the first half, they would go for it on, on fourth on from the one, on the, from the third, whatever. They, they stuff them. And then Josh Allen marches down the field in two minutes. That was the most stressful minute of football of my life, probably. Yeah. They had, what, two toe-tap catches on the sidelines by Gabriel Davis on the run from Josh Allen. Um, they had, what, another reviewed catch in the end zone uh, that was a pick overturned the right way back to the Bills. Right. And then it, I think Stefan Diggs caught the touchdown wide open in the end zone to, to get wow. us out of the half.
0: And to think now you guys have to play the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah,
1: now we got to go play the Ravens. Top defensive team in the league, probably, if not one of the best. Um, a quarterback that you guys have yet to see Lamar this year. Jackson. We played him last year and we played him all right in the regular season. I think it maybe week 16 or so. Yeah. But Yeah. So, yeah, we go from the Colts, which I was nervous about. I'm not going to lie. But I did not overlook the Colts thinking divisional round straight away because the Colts yeah. were good. They got a good defensive team. They Phillip, do. Phillip Rivers kept them in that game. I thought the the Bills were going to win more convincingly because Phillip Rivers would have fell apart eventually. But oh. he kept it together. He kept them yeah. in. He just had no arm to put him in that Hail Mary situation. Yeah, Phil end. Rivers was throwing I some just, ducks, man.
2: I just want to know why when Phillip Rivers was throwing it out of bounds that this dude was throwing it 10 rows deep like he was trying to hit one of the concession people in the hands <laughs> like he was air mailing these throws out of bounds and they were taking forever to get out it was insane
1: but yeah so it's just it was one of those things where philip rivers i think surprised a lot of people and he's one of the old heads and it's i don't know if he's gonna be back next year i think he probably should be but it's up to the colts at this point so we'll see where this whether that goes from here
2: Yeah, Josh Allen and pretty much the rest of these quarterbacks, because Lamar Jackson versus Tannehill, Tannehill's old, and then Baker Mayfield versus Big Ben, and Big Ben's old. They basically all saw the episode of Malcolm in the Middle the Night Before, looked at each one of their opponents and said, the future is now old, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Just kicked their ass all over he's on the the basketball hoop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is a good
1: point, because I gave you guys that tweet the other day or last night. I forget when I sent it to you. But SportsCenter tweeted out the ages of the four AFC QBs that are left standing. Baker Mayfield, 25 years old. Mahomes, 25 years old. Allen, 24 years old. Jackson, 24 years old. It's crazy to think. So you got all these young studs on this side, pretty much like the next wave of, I don't want to say greatness because I don't want to sound like a homer, but... On the opposite side in the NFC, you got like the three last mainstays of the last era in the NFL and QB. You got Drew Brees. That's true. Yeah. You got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I know Jared Goff's the outlier there, but think about it. You got four studs, pretty much the future of the AFC and Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. And then you got the last, the pretty much four on their last, call in a lot of ways. Drew Brees is done after this year. Tom Brady's done probably next two years, maybe. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to play, surprisingly, because uh, he forever. looks like he's playing too well to oh, even think about it.
0: I'm, we're predicting like a George Blanda situation, playing until he's like 50 <laughs> or something. Brady's touchdown pass this week made him the oldest QB to throw a playoff touchdown,
1: right? Yes, and it's like, and then he's going against Drew Brees, who's just as old. I don't know. I don't know technically, but they've yeah. been going neck and neck all season long, breaking the the most touchdowns in their career record or all time, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy to think about. You could have literally like the youngest, one of the youngest QBs versus the oldest in Tom Brady at the end of this year, or even it's not like yeah. even when you get Drew Brees, it's not like it's a drastic drop in age, and Aaron Rodgers. Is right up there too. You know what I'm gonna hate when that happens? Cause you're gonna get a young stud and you're probably gonna get non Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. The yeah. number of passing the torch headlines.
0: No, the, the, the number of passing the torch tweets we're gonna get from Tyler. <laughs> yeah. The, insightful, the, his the, insightfulness regarding the uh, changing of the guard. As changing well. of the guard. The, Hashtag insider. Oh, God, you're so stupid.
1: But okay, before we get to that, before we get to the changing of the guard, Tyler, or the passing of the torch, we have to get through the divisional round. So let's start with the Packers. Packers versus Rams. <sighs> I don't know if it's a backup Goff or backup Wolford will be playing uh, at, yeah. at this point. Who knows? Um, Goff figured it out with his broken pinky or thumb or his... I don't know if it really changes much when he can throw the ball with a healthy hand. Um, Aaron Donald, a little banged up. He has a
0: peck pec injury or something. or something. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's going to need probably need some... Some go-go juice before the game, probably.
0: Hoping for a Tyrod Taylor situation where he has to go. <laughs> a punctured lung, you know. Yeah, just go. Um, those LA doctors, man. <laughs> Green Bay Memorial or something. But yeah, so Aaron Rodgers in the cold, in Green Bay, Versus the Rams. What do we got? So Goff is, I believe, like one in five in the cold. Uh, The average temperature. stat I saw. The average temperature Sunday nights or Sundays in general in Los Angeles, which we know of. 77 degrees. It's going to be reportedly 28 degrees in Lambeau. Uh, Aaron Donald might not be 100%. Uh, Majority of those guys not bred to be in the cold. Uh, Green Bay Packers obviously have played in the cold. Here's your stats guy for a moment,
1: right? Here we go. Aaron Rodgers has played the entirety of 10 games. Since 26 in freezing temperatures, at kickoff in those games 10 and 0, 26 touchdowns, one interception. Jared Goff has played two games in the freezing cold since 2016, yeah. one and one, zero touchdowns, five interceptions.
0: Yeah, man. This, hashtag stats. Hashtag stats. This is uh, this is all exciting. I mean, like when you really break it down, it's really interesting because geographically, teams that are built well can be put at such a disadvantage because of where they're playing. Like, imagine you're the best team in the NFL is the Miami Dolphins. And suddenly Miami has to tra- travel all the way up to Lambeau. Yep.
1: That's a culture shock. That's why you go for home field advantage, man. You know? if, if you're a dome team, even even if you're a dome team, you want home field advantage because you don't want to leave yeah, your dome. Yeah, if you're
0: the Minnesota Vikings, you pop open the roof when it's 25 degrees mm-hmm. and let the snow in. Yep. But uh, yeah, I've obviously as any homer for any team, you're going to feel a little hesitant, a little trepidatious, which is, you know what? I feel good about the Packers' odds, but... You know, you never want to put all your chickens in one basket and be like, this is going to be an easy dub. We're going to overlook them because we already saw what happened with Clemson when they were like,
1: right. oh, Ohio State's number 11. And the Rams and they the defense break speed off of just them. put in work on Russell Wilson. They did. That was another reason why I was I was picking the Seahawks just because I believed in Russell Wilson. And I know they were kind of sputtering here at yeah. the end, but zero signs of life. The majority of that game. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so no chump. Realistically,
0: I believe the Packers are going to beat the uh, the Rams probably by a touchdown or maybe 10 points. But I'm gonna just keep telling myself it's gonna be a lot closer into uh, Aaron Rodgers. Looks that. like he
1: plays better in the snow. It's oh, yeah. kind of crazy.
2: He, I believe, he's part reindeer.
1: <laughs> what do you got, Tyler?
2: So before I give you my pick, uh, I want to ask: Do you guys know what the coldest game ever on record was? Ah, oh, God, here we go. How much you want to bet? It's probably Minnesota. He's gonna bring
0: up the game between, I believe, the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys, were an it old, is old man not the, the stands.
2: It, it is not the ice ball, uh, ironically. It is actually the 81 championship game between the San Diego Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. The game time temperature was minus, no, it was in Cincinnati, and it was minus 9. It was minus 9. With the wind chill, it came out to minus 59. That's that. So.
1: Uh, all right, give me give me your pick, Tyler. See, don't derail us.
2: Okay, so, so, so. <laughs> okay, no. Well, here, here's what I'm saying. Here's and I'm your time for your is pick because, has run out. On to the next, next game.
0: For giving us a damn. Bill Fraving's coldest game that. anyways.
2: Here is why this comes into play because everything like you said, the Rams are obviously an LA team, not only just an LA team, they are an indoor LA team, so that's going to play a factor. We already heard that in Seattle, Goff was having problems gripping the ball because of his surgery two weeks ago. That was in 50, 40-ish degree Seattle. That, ha- that ball is going to feel like a rock when he's trying to throw it in Green Bay. Also, with Aaron Donald having a rib injury, it's already going to hurt to breathe oh, yeah, with, with the, the rib injury. Air. But imagine breathing in the cold Dude, air, and it's just stinging your lungs. Aaron Donald not to feel be- half
0: of his body, man. Oh, he's the, so juiced up. the crazy part, too, that now that you bring that up, is like it's hard for anybody on the Rams to really fathom the cold, even for us. Because when we think of cold, we think of like 40 degrees. Because uh, it never dips down below like 50. But waking up early, go to your car, 50 degrees, feels like sub-Arctic yeah, temperature. Yeah, jumping
1: another like 30 and you're Six, in Green Bay.
0: 65 inside of a studio feels like you're in a walk-in freezer. Mm-hmm. But this dude's going to be 28 degrees with wind chill.
1: Yeah. It would have been honestly better suited for the Seahawks because Russell Wilson at least has played in Wisconsin. Seattle's yeah, wet true. and cold anyways. But yeah, golf, you going to have a tough one. That's if he even plays. Yeah, that's true. You know, it could be Wolford... And as long as he can't get his head wrong in the first play of the game, well, it could be Wolford, the backup or the starter. There's so many Who's the starter for the Rams guys? Cuz if they for, for if the they're moment playing, I think
2: it is Goff for the moment.
1: Cuz I'm saying that's what I'm saying. If Goff was that capable of doing what he did as a as a as the relief, I guess. Yeah. Why was Wolford starting? Do you not just put him out to sure. gut it out? Like well, that's my thing. The, this is going to raise more questions than I think answers.
2: I mean, well, anyways, either way, I'm picking the Packers. I am really excited though. To see Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. That'll be kind of cool even in the cold. So Yeah,
0: well, that'll be fun. You know that'll what? be fun to watch. Although Jalen Ramsey, uh, his last team, you know, didn't really get that much experience with the cold either. And then the backup for the Rams most likely will be Blake Bortles, who uh played his starting time in Southern Florida, uh played college in Central Florida, and now plays in Los Angeles. Yeah, if if, so.
1: if Aaron Rodgers is part reindeer, Devontae Adams is part elf. Yeah, in the cold because they look unbeatable. Sometimes, Basically, the
0: Packers are a bunch of polar bears with football gear on right. just running around the field.
1: So Packers clean sweep. Yeah. Yeah. Which means the Rams will probably win and we'll all look like idiots.
0: Yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> Saturday night cap, my Buffalo Bills. It's going to bills. Suck, it's gonna suck to see your guys lose in primetime. Oh, God, dude, stop it. Here's why I think the Ravens are going to win. Oh, let's go. Because oh, the Bills God. just naturally are not good in primetime. When the national spotlight... I'm just kidding. I got the Bills winning. <laughs> I was going to say, you're um, say just repeating everything I've been saying all yeah, year. I got the Bills winning. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer. But uh, I feel like this is, this is the perfect situation for the Bills because last game... Uh, They kind of seemed that they had to play down to their skill set. You know, we always talk about how the reason why it's so bad to play a bad team is because no matter how hard you prepare for someone, you can't prepare for a team to be as bad as they are. And so you inevitably play below their level. Like if you prepare for a worse team, you're going to play worse football. So with Philip Rivers, he wasn't mobile. He was just sitting in the pocket, like Tyler said, throwing his throwaway passes to the moon. But Jackson, he's mobile. You got a good running game. You got this dude who's running all over the field. So I feel like Buffalo is really going to have to play at their top level. So they're really going right. to be on top of it, which also benefits them because if they win, they'll be more than ready for what lies next, which more than likely will be the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. Tyler? Um, I am also going to pick Buffalo to win this oh game. And God. well, the reason is, is because i i still i'm sorry i still don't trust lamar jackson because he can have a great game and then the next week he just totally sucks yeah and he is the one dude in my opinion uh among the four afc teams where he has to have the best game possible in order for his team to win i think if allen if mahomes if they don't have the best game possible they can still win baker mayfield he can get away with the bad game because he has a very wrong uh he has a very strong run game Baltimore if Lamar Jackson doesn't run well and he doesn't throw the offense is doomed because obviously like he's oh he's overthrown receivers plenty of times but he also makes up for about three-quarters of that team's run game and if he doesn't do well that whole team's gonna fall apart I think the defense is good they did a great job stopping Derrick Henry I don't know if they can stop the aerial attack of the Bills I am gonna pick the Bills
1: right yeah I mean I'm gonna echo a lot of what you said about Lamar Jackson but I feel like there's way way more similarities than with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen but the one thing that seps- the one thing that separates them is obviously Josh Allen's arm he's Josh Allen was definitely the running QB. He's kind of faded away from it because he has these wide receivers now. But I think it's going to come down to exactly exactly that: is the Bills D will obviously have to make Lamar Jackson turn into a QB and not a running back and not let him run for what was it? What was that? What was that crazy touchdown run? He had forty five yards, yeah. forty four yards or something against the Titans. So, and that's the one thing that I. I'm nervous about is the Bills defense can be kind of leaky with against the run game. Sometimes their secondary is nasty, which is why they need to force him to throw the ball that Micah Hyde, Davis white, Jordan Poyer go to work and hopefully their middle linebackers can kind of keep Lamar Jackson from running all around the field and gaining 20 yards on a third and 13 or something like that. So let's go Buffalo. All right, Sunday games. Here we go. Cleveland Browns, Kansas city. Is anybody going to have the balls to put the upset on the line? Whew. Wow! Um, Ten point favorites, Casey in Arrowhead. Now this big is, win against the, this is big gonna, win for the
0: Browns. This is like an Alabama, uh, Ohio State situation. I just do not see them uh, putting up the putting up the uh, the dub. So I, I I got the I got the Chiefs soundly being the Browns soundly, huh? Yeah, because you know they kind of. They spent. They already accomplished the best thing they could accomplish this year, which was embarrassing the Steelers Yeah, Kind of and really highlighting said, remember, how much of a mess Pittsburgh yeah, is. That's a
1: good analogy, I guess. Remember we talked about or I mentioned like Ohio State's goal was to beat Clemson, get back, get at Clemson. They, yeah. they eliminated us, get back at them. Sour taste in our mouths. Right. But yeah, you peak early. Now, you know, you got the Cleveland Browns just beat big brother big in Pittsburgh. I could see them a little bit of a letdown game. I mean, I guess I would even be a letdown. To be honest, That would just kind of be the way it's supposed to go. What do you got, Tyler?
2: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna you do, do it. it. I'm gonna pick the Browns. Oh my god! Oh, I can't believe I'm doing it. I'll tell you I'm, what: I'm if a... the Browns
0: win, careful—they're a team of destiny. They'll win the Super okay, Bowl. I was
1: about to say. I was like, don't don't oh, throw something out that you know
0: can't
2: cash that. later. I, I, look, the, the Browns. I I will, and I'm being very hesitant about it, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. Hopefully, I at least get the spread right. I don't out. know, but here's here's my thinking: they have a very very good. Grounded pound game and a lot a storyline that I mentioned to you guys that not a lot of people are talking about is Kareem Hunt's return to Kansas City and he's gonna want to obliterate that team that basically turned his back on him well, once he I mean like don't get me wrong I mean I I'm, I'm, like okay i to say turn him back on we're not, him. We're, not, <laughs> we're not condoning violence but basically the the fans basically <laughs> all looked at him and said Hunt, great dead <laughs> to me. yeah I mean well I mean he's turned it around he's turned it around anyways <laughs> they kicked him to the anyways, curb. Yeah. Yeah, there you go anyways um <laughs> yeah. they kicked him out of kansas city man <laughs> oh jeez. anyways so the browns like i said they have a great ground and pound game baker mayfield can throw it obviously and he can run when he has to their wide receivers core has gotten a lot better since odell beckham left which i think is amazing and kind of sad at the same time uh, their lineman, they're getting Batonio back after he's coming back from COVID. Stefanski's coming back after he's done with COVID. Denzel Ward's back, and yeah, Denzel Ward's back. And you know what, Kansas City, they haven't looked as dominant as last year. And I'm gonna be honest, they're they're probably gonna end up winning this game. But I have a feeling, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the Browns. I'm gonna stick my neck out for Baker. Don't let me down. So also, Tyler, I really, I really want to see a Browns Bills AFC title. I was game. about to say. Awesome. So
1: Tyler is picking the Bills and the Browns to meet in the AFC Championship game. In the AFC Championship game, the first year they have ever made the playoffs together. It's never been. It's never happened before. They've never been in the playoffs together.
2: Basically, I just want to see the Browns and the Bills in the AFC title game because, first off, that's such a refreshing thing after after almost all these years we either saw. Indianapolis Pittsburgh or New England in the AFC title game now we're going to finally have some sort of change assuming it's not just Kansas City again but it's I just really want to see it like the two probably biggest underdog cities in all of the NFL with two of the most arguably passionate fan bases I I really want to see it and to be perfectly honest if it comes down to Brown's bills I don't know who I'll root for. I, I would hope it, that both teams just have fun.
1: It's crazy, though, because you bring up the, the Pats and the Steelers, how many years they were the two teams that just kind of shoot in to meet. And now it's literally the little brothers have a chance to meet. Like the, the Bills were the floor mat for the Pats for how many years? You know, the entire the entirety of Brady's career, basically. And the Browns have been the doormat for the whole league, let alone the Steelers. So it's like literally the Pats and Steelers fans watching that AFC Championship game. I don't know if they would even watch it to be honest, because that would just that'd be salt in the wound. It's like it's the changing of the guard, the passing of the torch. Those would be the storylines that week for sure.
2: I'll say I said it once. I'll say it again. The future is now, old man.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs just because. I mean, you're not brain dead. There, yeah, they're the Chiefs. But but no, I do have this inkling that you, you said the team of destiny, Randy. If they, may, if they make it past the Chiefs, they're the team of destiny. Yeah. But like you got to ha- kind of have that feeling in general just because of what they did to the Steelers. So I think I have that. It's kind of the heart versus the brain. The brain's telling me the, the, the Chiefs because of the Chiefs and there's all these players they are an all-Madden team. But then the heart's like, well, look what the Browns just did. You know, little brother has, uh, you know, little brother's hit puberty. So now let's see what they could do against, you know, the big boys in the league. But I'm going to pick the Chiefs because, yeah, I'm not brain dead. So final final game of the weekend. Tyler's Tyler's Revenge Bowl. Tyler's I hate my team bowl. Let's let you lead it off with your NFC South hate game, okay? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints in the very poorly lit Mercedes Superdome.
2: Also haunted. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know. This this game, it's like um it's it's like uh Vince Vaughn says in Anchorman. He says, damn, I hate you, but God damn it, do I respect you. I hate, I hate (laughs) the Bucs. How many more quotes can you get in today? I I don't know. We'll try for three. I hate the Bucs. I hate the Saints. But I have so much respect for Drew Brees as a competitor and as a legend. And as much as it hates me and as much as it pains me to admit it, I also have that same respect for Tom Tom Brady because I know that once he stops playing, it's going to be kind of weird. You're just looking around and you're like, wow. He's really not here anymore, and it's really changed. I don't, I don't know. Um, this one, I think with everybody knowing that this is more than likely Breeze's last year, I expect the Saints to play as hard as they can for him. Um, now, we saw it a little bit with the Washington football team. They did get Brady a little rattled, not as much as I would have liked to have seen, but there's one other team that can do that really well, and it's the Saints. That front seven they have is nasty and cam jordan is the leader and cam jordan loves to get there to the quarterback so i'm gonna go with the same strategy again if the saints can rattle brady and throw him off his game they will win this game and you got to remember they blew they they won their first meeting in week one in new orleans and then on sunday night football on national television in tampa bay the saints went in there and whooped their ass 38 to 3 so it's i i have a really good feeling about the saints this year I'm going to I'm going to pick him to win. I'm going to pick him to win this game.
0: Well, now that Tyler's done ranting about the teams that he hates. <laughs> um, I, too. I, too, believe this is going to be I'm the last pick game. Matt Ryan to fly in from the roof of the Superdome and lead the Falcons to a victory uh, and cash
2: and money in the bank briefcase and uh, insert our title <laughs> spot.
0: Well, this game is really interesting because if you look at the past year, they've, they've split it. And one of the games was an absolute decimation of Brady. I think his third worst NFL game ever. Was against the Saints this year. Um, a part of me does agree with Tyler, whereas I do think the Saints are going to kind of rekindle some old passion, some old fire, uh, do their best to play play for Breeze. You know, they don't want to let him out. They don't want to have a a big bend and go out just uh, flat. So maybe we'll see a throwback a little bit from the uh, you know the Golden Era Saints. Maybe some targeting, you know, uh, some head hunting, some bounties <laughs> being dealt out in the locker room. Uh, however, I uh, I because you know if you look at it when they did the bounties it was against Brett another legendary quarterback old guy Brett Favre went to went to hurt him could see a possible uh, all right you re- guys
1: shoehorning your own teams into these things it's <laughs> getting a little much okay kidding. no I I uh, I got the uh,
0: I do got the Buccaneers beating the Saints though I think it's gonna be a close game but uh, I just I don't I don't see I don't, I don't see New Orleans winning this. yeah
1: I think I'm gonna pick Tom Tampa Bay Tompa Brady.
0: I Which is bad for me because in the last podcast we brought up how Tompa and uh his good buddy A B are bred in the cold. They've lived in the cold. Yeah. And now they could potentially that, take a trip yeah. up to the cold again. So who knows? That,
1: wouldn't that be a game? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. But I know we gotta get past this weekend first. And I know. We gotta, we gotta, I we know. gotta got Dude, what a matchup. We gotta get past Tom Brady and Drew Brees in order to possibly have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I know.
0: If if this is two thousand eight, this would be the
1: greatest okay. weekend ever. I know we did it last week. We did it throughout the whole episode, and but now I'm kind of thinking about it again. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Jared Goff and the Rams. Let's not just put Jared Goff out there. And Aaron Rodgers. This is a pretty good football. It's a pretty good slate. This is. I know we, we I think we, we learned our lesson really diving into the, the possibility of having some great you know, a great seven games last week, but I think we've weeded out some of the the the, the outliers, and I think this one will, will pay out for us. All right, so just to recap real quick, let me go through them real quick. Randy, you had the I have the
0: Packers mm-hmm. beating the Rams hesitantly. Yeah, then I have the uh, the Bills beating the Ravens. Yep, then I got the Bucks beating the Saints. And then finally I have the Chiefs beating the Browns.
1: Okay, so me and you are straight across the board. And then Tyler has the one outlier. So go ahead and lay him out again one more time, Tyler.
2: So I have the Bills over the Ravens, I have the Packers over the Rams, I have the Browns over the Chiefs, and I have the Saints over the Bucks.
1: Okay. So you have two different picks compared to me, and Randy. So that'll be the difference maker of the week. Guys, we're two weeks two weeks away. No, that'll be three weeks away from the Super
0: Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. Jeez, What's we're crazy we're too? too what's an angle I never even thought about is Sean McVay and LaFleur are like homie homies. Oh, really? Yeah. So they know each other fairly well. So this should be interesting. Yeah, they're those uh that
1: next wave, the passing of the guard, the young coaches that are coming up in yeah, young coaches. Now. So man, we're we're here. I can't believe we're here. To be honest, I didn't know we were gonna make it. The college football season just wrapped up. I don't think we're going to make it through that at points. I saw a commercial for NBC championship season, and they showed the bubble being played in the NHL, Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. They showed the bubble for the NBA, Los Angeles Lakers. They showed um, not the kind of bubble for the Dodgers out in Arlington. And we're wrapping up the football season. College football just ended up. Remember, we were talking about it in what, April? Thinking, when are we going to get sports back? And now all of a sudden, we're talking about wrapping up yeah, the, the final one of the Big Four. God, man, what a what a year! This Hockey's hurts. back in two days, guys. Hockey is back. Like, That's right. We're coming full freaking circle from not even there. It is. We're coming full circle from not even knowing if we were going to get sports this year or twenty twenty in air quotes. But now we're wrapping up another season and starting up another one. Crazy stuff. All right, on the way out, you guys got anything to say? You got any last
0: minute pep go, talks for your your pack? Go pack, go. <sighs> go ducks. This is this is a very. This is a very interesting week. Uh, Rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda.
1: Oh, I know. Tyler, Um, you don't get to say a single word. Shut
0: your fat mouth, Tyler. You're like we don't expose you right here on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Yeah, take that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know, that's about it. Tyler, you got anything on the way out?
2: Yeah, uh, hockey starts later this week. Go Kings, go. We really need a new chant because that's the same chant as about everybody in all four major sports. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, here's well, the NFL come with football.
0: Up. You know what, Tyler? I'll tell you what, you have an assignment for the next podcast. You have to introduce the new LA Kings chant. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'm not making any promises. Yo, well, you just complained about the yeah. chant.
2: This is, I'll tell it, you what. how about, how about rain Kings rain? There we go. That's a little bit better now. Right? <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's a cop out. You have a week, Tyler. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do anyways. Um, but yeah, like I said, football playoffs are here. I will be doing nothing but sitting on my couch all weekend. And all let's, week, uh, let's. Uh, uh, with <laughs> and all week, God damn it. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, go out. <laughs> Did you fall asleep? Jesus like, what is Christ, happening man. right now, man? Do you have a stroke? <laughs> let's just let's just go play football.
1: Jesus Christ, start. peace let's out, go guys. Go football. go Bills, man.